Welcome everyone to a single tree podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hello. It's good to talk to you today and I hope you're doing all right. Today we're going to talk about our stress and how we respond to it and the use of self. I'm Joel. And I'm Brandon. We're back. It's been a few weeks since we recorded, but we're happy that you all have been listening and uh, maybe you're caught up by now. And we're going to start into something a little bit different today, um, which is just like I said, uh, basically defining what stress is and some typical responses and then how we can respond in some different ways and growing ourselves and how we can actually use ourselves in systems to influence others and create change. So we can just jump right in if you want to. Let us, let us jump. Jumping. Um, let's talk about what stress is, basically. There's, I mean, the term stress is used all the time to talk about um, the experience of anxiety. It's used to talk about, like, basically the stuff that we encounter in our lives that uh, creates anxiety or, or kind of um, erodes our well-being or even just challenges our sense of well-being. Um we think of stress as basically the workload that we have or the busyness that um, engulfs our lives at times or just all of the things that we have to do or it can be the challenges that we face. Um, But, you know, when you're talking about your your individual experience of stress, um, you know, what that is, we could maybe define it in some different ways. So... Um, I tend to think that stress is not really just like all of the things that you're encountering in your environment, but it's more like the way that those intersect with who you are, like how you, how you meet them, I think is how you said it before. Yeah. I mean, we can be stressed out. Certain things can cause us stress one day. And then a couple of days later, that same thing may not at all. And mm-hmm. what's what's the difference? It's not necessary. It's not necessarily a, a change in the thing. It's it's a change in in us. Yeah. Or our state, or our perspective, or our approach. And mm-hmm. so that <clears throat> I think if we pay attention to that and learn from that, then we'll. That's a directly saying to us. Then, then it's it's me. Then I'm the thing that really changes. It's not necessarily. I mean, things may appear differently or whatever outwardly, but it's it's we're the thing that can that can change, um, mm-hmm. and how we interface with it or whatever is um, the most powerful element Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's you know uh maybe people who can who have a we would say a larger capacity for you know a workload or handling what we might call stress or but i think i need i mean i think all all people are are capable of um handling pretty stressful situations um you know people endure um 
really challenging circumstances, whether they are refugees or in prison or just oppressed or, um, you know, there's lots of different things that, you know, can create stress, but, um, you know, people's ability to be resilient and, and stress and to, and to handle, have a capacity for, for stress is pretty amazing. And, and, you know, I think it all, it all depends on their ability to, um, to be resilient and to figure out maybe ways to, to grow through stress and not just become kind of a victim of it or, or let it engulf them or, or crush them even. Um, and so, um, yeah, I tend to think that the, that, that what we experience as stress or anxiety is, um, how, what we're experiencing intersects with our story and maybe it could be traumatic experiences that we've had in the past or just kind of stressful um, experiences that we've we've had in the past or things that have maybe challenged our our well-being or our sense of self um, and those things get brought up by our environment you know and, and the things that stress out um, certain people don't stress out others in the same way right we each have things that are um, stressful for us, which may not be the same for other people. Hmm. So that's another way, you know, it's you, <laughs> that's you sure. are the problem. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You're the common denominator. <laughs> Maybe. Well, that's, I think that's a good policy to have. Well, it's not good. necessarily you're, you're the problem. I mean, I, I understand what you meant by that, but it is you you are the you're the common denominator so it's not helpful to to blame yourself for every problem there is or to become self-critical or or guilt and shame yourself for um, being stressed um, that's that's not the goal but the goal is to look at self and examine how what you're experiencing is interfacing with your story your your life experience that creates this feeling of of stress and then we'll talk about what to do about that i suppose need to know what to do that sounds good so um maybe we can just start with some examples of what we're talking about here so you know talk about it in specific instead of general ideas mm-hmm so for me, one of the ways that I experience um, stress is just through, uh, you know, difficulty maybe in um, certain like social environments or like work, for instance. Um, I'm one of those people who sort of can be avoidant of conflict or confrontation or telling people what to do um, or, you know, evaluating their work or, um, you know, anything that might come across as, as criticism um, because I don't like to be criticized myself. Um, I don't like to be micromanaged like a, like a lot of people. And so I don't like to be a micromanager myself. Um, and so the easiest thing for me to do when I'm in a 
an organization is just to sort of like do my own thing and like allow other people to do their own thing and uh you know so so i'll i'll actually avoid the stress of that right and then um and it, but it ends up it can end up creating more stress for me on the back end because um you know certain things go unaddressed which maybe need to be addressed um and i'll just avoid avoid those things um, until they become a problem um, and so you can see how that creates actually creates more stress for me by avoiding the initial stress um, so that's just an example and it's you know uh, it, it's probably from a lot of my life experiences of um, you know like not seeking out feedback or wanting feedback from other people um, and just wanting to do my own thing um, and you know honestly that's just kind of the kind of person that I am is you know, I want to be independent and autonomous and I don't want to, and I want to allow others to do the same. It's kind of this laissez-faire approach to, to everything. So does that make sense? That's, that's an example of like something that can become stressful for me. Yeah, that makes sense. So when did you first start noticing that, that that's stress and what was the process in you learning about yourself and that stress? Oh, I think I, I started to gain awareness of that um, when put in leadership positions because there's, um, you know, kind of an expectation that you're going to direct people <laughs> and that you're going to um, tell people what to do and you're going to hold them accountable and all of those types of things. And I, I remember, I remember saying, you know, for more than 10 years, like, I don't like to babysit people. Um, I don't really like to like hold them accountable, stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, I first, I first, I mean, I knew it. It's not, I mean, there was probably a long time. I didn't even do anything about it just because I supposed that I could exist in this space where I just let people do their thing and hope that they performed well. So then the stress remained. The stress was, was definitely there. I think I just, um, have tried to sort of like <laughs> avoid it, pretend like it wasn't there, um, find and try to eliminate it as well. Um, I tr I've tried not to, um, get into positions where I have to manage people a whole lot. Um, and so, yeah, but that, you know, eventually that is kind of, you, you can only avoid it for so long, you know? And so can you talk about the point to where that tipping point happened and you decided to look at yourself in the process and self-confront or had that yeah I, don't, yeah I don't know that there was like a there, there was not ever like a crisis or anything like that I think it's just been sort of a gentle nudging toward awareness instead of um, you know it never became like this huge problem um, and in some ways I think that's what allowed me to confront it is that um, it's just through gaining awareness 
kind of slowly over time instead of like all of a sudden this has become like this huge problem and you need to do something about it. It hasn't really been like that. Um, so, but you know, it helps me to get like a mirror held up to me or just to, to have like a perception of myself from someone else and from my environment that confirms this is something that needs to be addressed. Um, and you know, sometimes it takes years to, for me to come around to stuff like that. I imagine you're not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've definitely like, um, just gotten received awareness of it, um, over time. And, um, and then, you know, the process of trying to move forward with that is, uh, just trying to basically do the opposite of what I would normally do. So, so that's an example. Um, we can talk about typical responses to stress. I mean, I talked about a few. Um, typically, we either just try to eliminate stress and get comfortable, get into comfortable space where everything is easy. Mm-hmm. Um, jobs where um, we're not forced out of our comfort zone there always ends up being some kind of stress in jobs um, or yeah we just try to avoid whatever it is um, or or deny that it's there or escape it somehow you know we we endure the stress while it's right in front of us and then um, kind of escape it using you know compulsive behaviors or um, we can also take like a self-care approach to stress which is basically like you know because you're experiencing so much stress you just need time off mm-hmm. you know and you or you just need like things that build into you energy um, which is you know a good thing to do but it's not a complete approach to handling stress um, or some people just get really demanding and try to change their environment or change other people instead of taking a look at themselves. Um, so those are a lot of those are a lot of the ways that we handle stress, and I'm, you know, guilty of those as anybody else. Sure. Um, yeah, it's kind of the default is to when we feel that <clears throat> stress or tension, then it's almost just even an, an unconscious response to go into resistance of it, and then try to control our environment so that we can feel good again right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah makes sense it's kind of the way the brain is designed (laughs) that's the mo of the brain though right Mm -hmm. it makes sense until you're trying to grow as a person and um also if you're trying to grow an organization, a business, or just some other organization, or even your family. Um, you know, the, the organization and even you yourself needs to be able to adapt to changing circumstances and adapt to stress. And so um, at some point, the stress is letting you know that you need to change and maybe that the organization also needs to change. But so many of us are seem to be unwilling to change our relationship to stress, though. 
I mean, mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to do. Why do you think that's true? Do you think people are just, you know, change is hard or they don't want to grow or change? Change is hard. I also think it's deceptive because we can be actually really good at once we feel stress or tension we can be really really good at changing or controlling our environment and it makes us feel better so then it's deceptive because we think well if i'm just and then we can feel victorious right (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then once we feel victorious and we think well if i can do this more and better then why would I not continue on this path? Right. That's, I think that's the thing that we get hung up on the most is that Mm -hmm. sometimes we do feel this stress and tension and we do focus on the outside and try to control and change things. And we feel a relative amount of success with that. And what does that say to our, to the, the brain continues to say, well, great, I can, then I, I, I should be able to do this whenever tension arises, if I just get really, really good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the, that's the deception. That's what, what probably keeps us from wanting to change our relationship with stress and tension and, and go, go a different, take a different avenue, which is, has more to do with just self-reflection. Yeah. yeah. Comfort is intoxicating. Then um, the more comfort that you get through controlling your environment, um, the less likely, the less likely it is that you're going to grow. But it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. <laughs> that's the that's the deception right is yeah. that you can be comfortable your whole life which people would be happy to do right but the yeah. stress just keeps coming yeah there's <laughs> a tipping point at some point where you, you that program or that illusion that well i can just the better i get at controlling my environment the more at ease i'll be well mm-hmm. <clears throat> At some point, that's there. Things will come to a head. I think that happens for everybody. I think we sometimes we look around at other people's lives and think, "Oh, well, they have a lot of comfort," and that's really my goal is to get to a place where I have as much comfort as you know, rich people or whatever. Um, And I also think about the the arc of our lives too, especially in our culture. You know, retirement is the goal, right? the the goal is that you don't have to work anymore and you just get to vacation or move to Florida or whatever, you know? Um, but if you think about that, that's a dangerous like way of living your life just to, that the goal, the whole goal is, is your own comfort. The whole goal is control, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think definitely for me, like, there's, there's this conscious like um, orientation toward comfort Be, or being happy. We say being happy, right? 
It's kind of a dangerous proposition. It is. Yeah, for sure. So the alternative that we're kind of putting forth here is that um, you think about the stress in a different way, that it's not just something to eliminate or get rid of. It's, it's something that you can actually use to grow yourself. And then there's, there's implications for um, the organizations that we're a part of, mm-hmm. which we'll talk a, a little bit about too. So what do you think is a good approach to doing this self-work that we're talking about? Hmm. Or good, just a good start? I think everybody is at a different point of readiness to, to do that, you know? I mean, some maybe aren't quite done going down the path of control and still feel like that's a good and fruitful path and so first of all I think someone's readiness is 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 most important but maybe for those who have kind of started to see that that's not as sustainable then yeah I mean I think the first the first question is just understanding what what tension is and starting with a good solid understanding of what that tension is and part of that understanding is understanding that it's yours Mm. and then if it's yours then the only question question that is to be asked next is then what what will you do with with that and mm-hmm. not anybody else mm-hmm. but what what will you what will you do with that mm-hmm. you know um and then that hopefully starts us kind of on this line of thinking in regards to what you know what am i trying to get out of something what am what am i you know what am i what am i usually it's it's just what am i wanting either what what am i'm wanting this to stop or wanting this to continue you know what i mean and using that as an opportunity to learn about yourself and like you say you know grow and understand so that so that your so that your 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 programming you know, uh, is loosened, you know what I mean, and your mm-hmm. beingness kind of expands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in in my example that I gave, you know, it's it's uh, I, I have to be willing to admit that you know my approach to leadership or you know, working with other people, um, it is mine and that it is problematic. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's, you know, and and I'm not being overly self-critical or, or saying, you know, that all the problems are my fault. All I'm saying is this is my contribution to the system here. Yeah. And it's not that your approach is wholly bad either there are (laughs) great elements to it you know what i mean sure but you can't understand any of that unless you 
own the tension and say, this is just mine. Yeah. And then you, out of that saying, if this is just mine, what am, what am I going to do? I, I need to understand this thing right. that is just mine. Well, then, you know, like I said, you, you go into that understanding and you see that it's not just bad, but it can be. You know, there there can be. And then you are go on this path of deciding what needs to shift and change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think there are some good things about, about the way that I approach working with other people. I mean, most people don't like to be micromanaged. You don't have to worry about that with me. Sure. Um, you know, so it's not like my approach is all wholly bad, like you said. But, you know, are there times when I need to step forward and have a conversation that I would typically avoid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But if I can't own the responsibility of uh, my approach and what I typically do and see that it, there might be some times when it's not helpful, then I'll just keep doing the same thing and getting the same results. Basically. Exactly. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a way for me to evolve. I need to um, be able to do the thing that I typically would not do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a million ways for me to practice that every day. Right. So doing the self work is gaining the awareness through examination of um, my own approach to life um, and then just being willing to um, accept that maybe it's not there are some places where I need to do something different. Yeah. All and all of that is 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 through. Paying attention to yourself Mm -hmm. and. Mm-hmm. seeing the value of that you know and we have all kinds of interesting programming around paying attention to ourselves well maybe that's egocentric or selfish mm-hmm. um and and all of that i think that that is just not not true at all you know mm-hmm. um if i'm paying attention to myself if 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 i'm paying attention to myself and i'm i'm focused on what is happening within me in an interaction even in this interaction right now i'm i'm doing i'm having the most influence that i possibly can on our interaction just paying attention to yourself exactly yeah and my concern for your well-being can be a tangible way for me to be concerned about your well-being mm-hmm. is 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 to pay attention to myself and how i'm being with you and relating with you it's the mm-hmm. uh, to me it's the most direct influence that i that i can have on you instead of being so overly focused on you that I'm not aware at all of what's going on with myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And trying to control you or help you, your, your well-beingness or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and being totally disconnected from my own. That's, mm-hmm. that doesn't work. So paying attention to your, to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
in in very real ways takes care of everything outside of you mm-hmm. it's not there's not it's there's not a disconnection there's not mm-hmm. just because you're focused on on yourself and paying attention to yourself and your beingness does not mean that everything else just starts going out of control um and everything just withers away because there's there's no separation between the two yeah this this gives away to the idea of the use of self Um, and if you're not paying attention to yourself in interaction then um you're not taking responsibility for your own stuff you're just like you said paying attention to everybody else's stuff and try you know either trying to control them or make sure that they feel a certain way or something like that or or then you know kind of taking on their emotions and stuff like that um but if you're just paying attention to your internal experience then you can use that in the system to to influence others but if you're not taking responsibility for it and working on you know regulating self um, realizing how the interaction is is impacting you and your and your typical reactions um, to the interaction um, then you can't be as useful yeah I mean yeah we were talking you're, I think you're exactly right and we were talking about the you know like the difference between power and force you know true power is lends itself to self-awareness right yeah and being within in yourself staying within yourself and inherently there's there's a there's a strength and a resilience and a peace in that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you you know that the most direct way to have an influence on your surroundings is just to continue to 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 be in that in that place Mm -hmm. that's and what that does is that inspires and sets a tone for for the whole environment Mm -hmm. because people recognize that and feel that and maybe Mm -hmm. people that don't feel as in control of themselves or whatever notice that and and gravitate towards that and want to know what Mm -hmm. you know they 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 feel that and since that then there's the opportunity for learning you know what I mean, or or interaction, but sure. it isn't it isn't through me trying to reach outside of myself mm-hmm. and criticize or condemn someone, you know, right, or to get them to change. That's that's yeah. force. That's yeah. forceful. That's not, and there's that's the difference between power and and force. There. Yeah, I was talking about my management style. And there would be a tendency for me, if I wasn't being responsible, to respond to that, you know, and kind of go the other way and be really forceful or even, you know, um, authoritarian or or dominant in a leadership position just because of my own anxiety about my 
inability or um, ineptitude um, in leadership if I'm not being really responsible and kind of humble in um, realizing that this is my issue it's not anybody else's um, but the you know on the other hand if I am able to be responsible for my own behavior realizing that there's a reason that I'm that I don't engage people in certain ways um, where I'm correcting them or um, giving them feedback about their performance or whatever um, if I can really possess that insecurity that I have there and somehow I don't have to say it out loud but like somehow be able to communicate that in humility then to me that's a better way to lead um, and to influence others right if they if they re if they know or can sense that I'm um, <laughs> don't typically feel comfortable correcting them and I'm approaching that with that awareness then it just helps me to be more kind of on their level um, and not you know just try to change them or influence them or force them to do something um, so that's how I can actually use myself um, instead of just trying to control my environment does mm. that make sense Absolutely. Say it that way for sure it's a it's a it's a great way to to influence others if you can basically just put yourself in the same boat as them yeah. right like a great way to correct someone else is to say I'm in need of correction just as much as you are and we can have a relationship where we can both help and encourage one another or even challenge one another if we need to um, and it goes both ways you know in, mm -hmm. in leadership in parenting it's a great way to be able to influence people well because there's an exchange yeah there's an exchange of, of beingness or energy when yeah. you're focused on your 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 yourself and what's going on with you and your beingness and I am focused on the same thing then there's an exchange but the second the second I abandon mine and start getting overly concerned with yours mm -hmm. then I think inherently there's something inside you that just withdraws and constricts right for sure and then what happens then there's a total imbalance of of energy or exchange because I'm yeah. overly concerned with your <laughs> how what, you're being or whatever you change and, and how you need to change and there's just an, an inherent an inherent Re recoiling recoiling <laughs> from that right yeah. and then there, there's there's no exchange of, of energy or, or being interesting yeah. there can't be any relationship then mm -hmm. yeah you people do get oppositional to that yeah you can't be in relationship to something that is recoiling from you <laughs> that's impossible yeah. you know what I mean yeah or actually then the relationship just becomes you know conflictual or yeah fragmented that's that's what the relationship becomes sure. but then yeah yeah so so what we're saying is the best way to influence other people or systems is to take a look at yourself and to focus on yourself first I think it doesn't mean pay attention and try it doesn't mean don't don't pay attention to what to what others are 
are doing or, or to, you know, um, to be totally aloof or anything like that. Mm. But it, I think there is something to be said with paying attention to to yourself and, and your beingness and what's happening with you first and foremost. Yeah. Because if if I'm not aware of what's going on internally mm-hmm. or what judgments may be arising or what programs may be going on, mm-hmm. if I'm not aware of that and I'm just focused on my environment, then my whole environment is being synthesized through all of that crap. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't see clearly. But if I'm paying attention to myself and I'm clear about what's what's arising kind of in my consciousness in in the moment, then I have the opportunity to take responsibility for that. And hmm. out of that responsibility, I can kind of put it aside. And I'm not totally synthesizing my whole environment through all of my crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think and I think you can do both at the same time. You sure. can you can focus on someone else's struggle or what they are attempting to change or do. Um also paying attention to your own stuff. Right. Um it's it's just a great approach to be able to say we're both in this together you know um there are things that i need to do better and there are things that you need to do better and we can be patient with each other in in that Mm -hmm. right and kind of work on this together um i i even think this is helpful in parenting um you know it's easy as a parent to get to where you're just correcting behavior in your children Um, but if you're not also self-correcting you're not going to be very effective as a parent um, even in the moment, right? So there are times when our kids can make us mad and um, being able to say to them something like, I'm sorry, I'm so angry, you know, and I would also like you to do this differently. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of communicating. We both need correction. Um, we both have things to work on and we're kind of, we're going to work on them together. So there's the relationship, right? It's, mm-hmm. does, it doesn't fragment the relationship because you're not saying you're the only one that's doing something wrong and you need to fix it. Right. That doesn't help. No, because that makes the other person recoil. Certainly. Or defy you. Right. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just the responsible use of of self um so you know paying attention to yourself is also not saying um you can't attempt to influence others you know no 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 but the best not what being suggested but the best but the best way that you can influence others is by paying attention to how you how you are and who you are and and just how you're growing like you know if you're part of a system if you're part of an organization the best way that you can be in the system and change the system and better the system is by changing yourself becoming the change that you want to see right right sure um so the better you know the more um 
you the more you grow the more resilience that you are able to um, have um, the more humility ability to be receptive and vulnerable and connected like the more you have those things in your own life the better the people around you will become i mean almost without exception yes and so i'll uh, there a, a really good example of learning that that i got and this was this was some years ago when i was really kind of starting to reflect on on this stuff for myself but i was <clears throat> happened to have been working with um a couple in therapy and uh there was conflict and um one person in the relationship was essentially um, resistant to kind of doing anything different and the other saw a need for doing something different and what what the other person realized the person who realized the need for change was that the only control she had or even the only hope that she had that anything would be different was through her own change and so she decided and got very clear about how she was going to be Mm -hmm. right she decided at that point that her focus was going to be on herself because that was her greatest hope for change in Mm -hmm. In, in the couple relationship mm-hmm. and so she decided to commit to that focus and be committed to how she was going to be in that context mm-hmm. and eventually what, what happened was that um, that person started to report how she started seeing her partner doing things differently <laughs> and that that is and a lot of what you know it's it's a lot of what that says is that when 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 you're making when you're paying attention to to yourself and you're deciding that you're going to commit to a certain kind of way of being or whatever that actually the people are around you don't have a choice they're going to change around that they're going to have to adjust they're going to to change in you right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i end up talking a lot to people about um how how they can be powerful in in a certain situation right and it's not it's not that they need to control anyone else or that they need to um, even control the environment although we do have some level of um control over our environment um you know it's it's more about you know what do i need to be experiencing to feel powerful which is mostly just feeling sort of like in control of myself Mm -hmm. and how i and then and then you know when you feel like you are 
in control and, and can be proud of the way that you handle yourself in cer- certain situations, then you can think about um, how you can actually just use yourself and you can do this in a conscious way. You know, how can you, how can you actually use yourself to communicate certain things? Um, how can you use yourself kind of positionally in a, um, in, in interaction or in a system? Um, you know, for instance, if you, if you want to establish, um, a culture like in an organization of people, you know, self-correcting and people, um, identifying and taking responsibility for ways that they can change and grow and, and get better, um, and one of the ways that you can do that is just to do that yourself, you know, and to communicate that somehow, right? And and just in communicating your own responsibility and um, willingness to do something like that, kind of like with this couple that you're talking about, um, then it just sort of like um, encourages and inspires other people to do the same because they see all the power in you doing that, Mm. you know? And so, I mean, it's the, it's the obvious modeling. Something is the best way to teach it, not just to teach it (laughs) or, Mm. you know, say it, it's to do it Mm -hmm. right in front of other people and let them see you do it, you know, to be it. Yeah. To be it. So, but you can't really fake it. You know, (laughs) it has to be real. Yeah. Um, you, you have to, you know, like your whatever your thing is that you're trying to correct is going to feel vulnerable. It's going to feel difficult to, you know, put that out there for people. Um, and that's the best way, you know, that you can do it. The vulnerability begets vulnerability, right? So people feel permission to do that. They feel courage to do that when an example of it is set um, and you know so that's the best one of the best ways you can influence people it's just by, by taking responsibility for your own stuff mm-hmm. in any system right and if well, it's just it's differentiation yeah yeah no doubt and if people were doing this um, in organizations uh one organization or all the organizations, then I feel like things would look totally different. Yeah, I think it opens up a lot. I would think one of the biggest things that it that 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 would do is just create so much more potential. Mm-hmm. For growth and creativity I mean I know that sounds kind of cliche but it's uh, but it's true well if there's no if there's no acknowledgement of um, things that need to be corrected or improved um, you're just gonna then you're just gonna stay where you are basically right and just hammer out whatever you're trying to produce Um, but if there's this ongoing um, method of 
and, and routine of um, challenging yourself, but also, you know, sort of um, massaging into a the culture or the organization um, this this routine of um, self-correcting and, and improving and growing, then um, there's lots of potential, right? It's almost unending, mm-hmm. the potential, because, you know, today it's my management style, and today it'll be something else that I need to do right. <laughs> differently or, yeah. or address within myself, which gets, which gets kind of tiring for people, you know, to think, today it's this thing and then next week it's going to be something else mm-hmm. once I conquer that if that ever happens um, but it's also kind of freeing and there's a lot of potential like you're saying for growth and creativity if if you're willing to um, engage in that kind of um, way of life that's what it is a way of life yeah, you have to learn it. It's yeah. learning to trust it is a process. Mm-hmm. But I think if we just some people just get to a certain point to where they realize the futility of the path that they've been taking in regards to just totally over focusing on, you know, the external and trying to control that. that it, Sometimes, you know, we get to a point where we see the the futility in that, mm-hmm. and we're interested in real yeah. results, maybe, mm-hmm. or real change. Then, yeah, or real, yeah, real change. Um, and so, I think you know, organizationally, it's good to think about this. Um, we can we can tend to get focused on productivity in organizations rather than health. Um, So this is a way that we can actually think about the health of the system and the health of the individuals in the system, rather than just thinking about how can we, you know, squeeze more productivity out of these people or out of this system, Um, which is the way, you know, in our capitalistic society that a lot of people approach business or approach just organizational growth is just how do we um, get the most out of um, the system efficiency you know stuff like that but if you're actually paying attention to and building a culture of um, self-examination and helping people to grow it's sort of an indirect way to do it but um, it probably helps longevity as far as you know people's longevity but also like the businesses or the organization's longevity i think on maybe i I think on the on the surface it it may seem like to some people like it's an indirect way to deal with productivity but there i think it's the most direct way to deal with it's probably the most effective i would say right to to deal with you know productivity is to deal with the health because mm-hmm. trees don't grow if they're not healthy I mean that's right so what do you do for the tree you water it yeah there's that is the most direct way to have the tree grow there's no difference 
really yeah and you might prune it here and there exactly there's no difference between a tree and an organization yeah you know we don't try to pull the limbs to make them grow right Mm -hmm. we know that that would be insane Mm -hmm. we don't try to pull the limbs to make them grow if if we're interested in the growth of the limbs then we do the most direct thing that we need to do which is to water the tree right make it healthy there's no difference yeah, I think there's a lot of organizations out there that are, you know, maybe productive. Um, they are, you know, meeting financial goals or exceeding them or whatever, but they're burning out the people within, right? And um, that's not sustainable. That's not, yeah, and it's not very nice, you know, to the people who are working in the organizations. Um, and so it's a little bit different approach to organizational leadership to just say, how can we all get healthy? What are the things, you know, personally and professionally that need to be addressed um, that will create health within the individual? And a healthy organization is just made up of healthy individuals. I mean, there's definitely um, things that need to be addressed all the time, you know, in the interactions or just kind of the way the individuals um, deal with each other, Um, you know, and changes can be made there. But if you have healthy individuals, they typically will have healthy relationships with each other. Um, And then there's all the processes and all that kind of stuff. But the, you know, the people, the individuals can figure out the processes if they are doing the self work. Right. Unhealthy people create unhealthy processes. <laughs> yes, they will. Okay. Definitely. So that's that's taken care of. There's that. There's that. Done with that. All right. Well, we'd love to hear your feedback, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, let us know if you have any questions or, you know, examples of um, some of this self-work, how you're doing it, um, what you're doing for yourself and and your organization and um, we'd love to hear from you and we'll talk to you next time thank you